0: sharing our gifts talents and stories you'll obtain the resources strategies and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth step into your authentic self moving beyond your best plan
1: Welcome back to your beyond your best plan. This is Kathleen. I'm so glad to be here with my fabulous sisters. We're all here today. It's Whitney, Catherine, Claudette, and Sarah. Thank you all for being here with the amazing women that I'm here with today. We are talking about one of my favorite topics because I've learned very throughout my life that this is exactly the reflection of us: is how we treat others is how we treat ourselves. Oftentimes, we don't realize when we're judging someone else, when we're criticizing someone else, when we're making comments about, I wish that I was as thin as they were, or anything else that we might be talking or thinking, even thinking, it is a direct reflection on how we treat ourselves. So, you know, one of the things that I've talked about in the past, I just mentioned to my fab sisters here, is that, you know, as I was talking with a friend yesterday about having someone in their life and how I was coaching her in a sense, coaching her as a friend, not coaching her, but just sharing with her my perspective about what, what she is feeling about having a relationship in her life and how she has rejected it because she didn't feel like she's financially successful enough to, to be able to support herself without having a a man in her life. And she didn't want to be dependent on the man. And my sharing with her was really profound for me. And in the sense of why not see beyond that and see from absorb it from above. And why wouldn't it be a great idea that someone would want to be in your life to be supportive, to be loving and encouraging and embracing all that you are And she had a realization as as I did was I was rejecting, I was not receiving the love that's there for me to be embraced. And so we reject things when we don't even realize we're rejecting them. And we also project things onto others. When we look at someone and say, oh my gosh, she's gained a lot of weight or she's such a a (laughs) B or, you know, we're judging someone else's on how they show up. So I, I, I asked the questions for me and for all my sisters of like, where have you judged someone else or projected onto someone else, something that you are actually feeling for yourself? And how did you switch that
2: around? So I began to notice this a few years back and really notice it like, like I began to go, what if everything came from me? And so if it's coming from me, how does it show up in everyone around me? Right. And so when I would judge somebody I would kind of silently ask forgiveness right like I would just go forgive me clear cancel I always say that forgive me clear cancel and then what is the truth about that and I begin to understand that I I was judging myself in the same way and you know in a very similar way and I was like wow you know it's amazing how often we judge people just on autopilot just with a thought, like just all these quick thoughts that go through our mind. And so I begin to ask for truth about that and go, show me, you know, all we have to do is ask and, and you shall have. Okay, so show me when I do this. It started popping up left. I was like, this is crazy. And I would have told you before I became aware of it that I didn't judge people. <laughs> like I was like, I don't judge anyone. I love Everybody. You know, and, and then I was like, I'm judging the crap out of everybody. And so just stepping into that level of awareness, I realized I was judging the crap out of me. And as I begin to heal from judging myself, I no longer had a need to judge others. And so that's where, you know, we treat others as we treat ourselves, right? Like we, it's, it's all about that. And instead of getting pissed off at someone because they're a big B, right? Or what's that word, narcissist? How often do we hear that? Ah, they're so narcissistic. I'm like, really? So we don't know if they are or not until we have cleared away our BS. Maybe we're narcissistic to ourselves. And you know, this is a hard pill to swallow, but it's also a very beautiful one. It's like a vitamin, okay? Because If we really turn inward and figure out that it's because of how we are, it's how we show up in the world and it mirrors back to us, then we can change it. Otherwise, we're screwed and and we're just subject to all this random stuff happening, right? So the good part of that is you have to face yourself and really face where you are, but you can also get free. You can really get free. And so to me, that's the cool part. But now, you know, I'm like, would I want to be treated this way? And so I'll pause and I'll go how would I want to be treated if the situation were reversed and then that's kind of where that's my mantra and that's what I do and if I need truth on that because I have anxiety or fear or anger rise up in a situation I'll get truth and move through that and 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 then I'll treat them like I would want to be treated and you know grace and mercy is very powerful so
3: isn't that the golden rule do yeah, people how we want to be treated—that just like popped in my head from like a childhood memory. I feel like
2: it's a beautiful rule. Is that isn't
3: it? it? The golden rule? Is that am I? Am I? Yeah, connecting yeah. the right rule with the right. thing? yes. 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 Do you want to be treated? It is a beautiful yes. day to live.
1: Yeah, and you Get know off. the judgment. I mean, Catherine. Yeah, the, the judgment also can come from other people's success, and you know, there, there are ways where we are or others are judging us because of our success when they don't even realize how successful or not that we really are.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. And how often do we downplay our success? I do this. I do this now that we're talking about this around friends uh, I will downplay, you know, what's happening or what's going on. And I've just been one of the, you know, those people that just kind of like roll through it, right? Like I actually work on being more aware of my accomplishments by journaling about it weekly, creating, I created a daily practice around that a couple of weeks ago, working with um, with somebody, kind of a gratitude and accomplishment, but Going back to how many times do we kind of like play a little smaller because we don't want to make people feel like you know we're like who do we think we are right or or you know to make so other people don't feel smaller
0: but what is that really doing dimming your light and dimming theirs right like yes, yes. when you're doing that you're dimming theirs assuming that they're thinking something else and then you're dimming yours so then nothing's accomplished. The brightness or the shine isn't pushed through.
3: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think we also, um, you know, one of the things I love about this show with us is we've all have gone through so many ups and downs throughout our life as we all have. And we share on this show vulnerably about that. And it offers an opportunity of what's possible for other people have gone through things and still are rising and accomplishing and live in, you know, heart-centered, mission-centered way that is meaningful. So I think, you know, yes, playing small, but also it keeps that glimpse of like what's possible also hidden.
1: Yeah. The inspiration that you share with others, just by being the example of who you are, by shining the light that you are out into the world, where while we may not think that it's a big deal, Others looking at us are like, "Wow, if she can do it, I can too." Just by being who we are, no matter what that is.
2: If we get comfortable with who we are, right, then others can get comfortable with who we are. Like if we, if we're in that certainty, and we're comfortable, and it's, it's just not, you know, I don't know. I, I used to be weird about sharing the truth, and then Ooh. people were weird about receiving it, right and so okay. and it wasn't until I got into the comfort of, of the knowing of it that now I can share it and there's no weirdness so I just wanted to add that I'm sorry Whitney I love you hon thank you
4: <laughs> you
2: know you don't need to apologize and
4: you are not sorry you are Claudette so watch oh. what you say
2: <laughs> I
4: like that <laughs> right right That's- words matter preach preach preach. yes (laughs) words words matter so um and she is not sorry she is Claudette so you know Catherine you mentioned the golden rule and as Claudette was speaking initially golden rule didn't come to my head specifically but something very similar which was that it so there's a golden rule and then we we've, we've got what's called the great commandment or the grand commandment which is to love god with your whole heart soul mind and body and to love your neighbor as you love yourself and something that i have noticed over time in the world and with myself had been the command says to love your neighbor as you love yourself, which you cannot love your neighbor if you don't love yourself, right? And so it has to start there. And in my belief system, in my faith, love, God is love. God is perfect love. He loved me before I loved him. I didn't know him and It is through the overflow of his love that I am able to love myself and then love other people, which then makes it possible to do these things like extend grace and extend forgiveness, regardless of what's going on with other people, because I've had to learn to do that for myself. And you guys mentioned being, you know, invisible and not letting your light shine. And so there there are no coincidences in the world, right? And we, you know, schedule out our episodes often without any regard for what's going on in each other's lives. And things sort of happen serendipitously as they should. And um, as we record this, at the time that we actually recorded this and continuing on, I am a part of a book called Invisible No More, Invincible Forevermore. And my chapter is titled Authentically Me. And it is about that part of my journey where I dimmed my light, starting from a place where I was, and and I'm using these words, no one else actually used them, but when you guys were talking, shame and guilt is what I heard, right? That we walk through life with shame and guilt and regrets. And a few years ago, I just made a conscious decision that those were emotions; those were states that I was not going to have in my life anymore because they didn't serve me. Right? There's nothing for me to be ashamed of in my past. There's nothing for me to feel guilty about. If okay, so on the the guilt part, there's an if, but there's nothing for me to feel shame about because those things that I've done, those things that may have been done to me have made me who I am in this moment, right? Every moment, every decision, every choice, every action, all of that has, when you add up those pieces, they aggregate to who I am right now. So if I am happy with who I am right now, which I happen to be, I think I'm an awesome person, fabulous person, not narcissistically. So just because I'm a child of God and I am in his image and therefore it's just who I am. There's no need for that stuff. Right. And guilt is, there's no need for guilt. If I'm making choices and I make a mistake, I made a mistake. I learned from it. Either I win or I I learn. And if I didn't do it intentionally to hurt someone and I'm not going to continue to do it, there's no reason to hold on to those emotions and have regret about anything. So for me, it started with a recognition as part of my faith that my calling is to love other people my calling is to love God. My calling is to love myself. My calling is to love others. And the way to do that isn't through judgment. It is isn't through, you know, holding grudges. It isn't through the, you know, being petty and angry and having, you know, um, consternation and conflict with people because we don't agree. We don't see things eye to eye. They don't live their lives the way I think they should. I stopped all that. I don't have expectations that other people should change their life, their belief systems in order to be in this world with me. That's that's not that's not my role. That's not my role. My role is simply to love. And I love through service and giving. And when I do that, then I can let go of the, the stuff that creates the suffering. And I, I think we've talked about this before. I've, I feel like Catherine has said this. It's like a Tony-ism, which like, what's your favorite flavor of suffering, right? And none of that is serving. us. So I'm just have chosen to let it go. Do I do it perfectly? Absolutely not. But I'm doing the best I can in each and every moment to just be someone who loves myself and loves other people. And love is a choice. It's a choice. It's an action and a choice. And when you do that, the other parts of this, you don't treat other people poorly.
0: I would love to add that Whitney, what you are is love. You are love. Oh, and yes, yeah, she's got her hands up in the air, ladies. Yes, yes, exactly. You are love. And that is another thing that's in the Bible. It says, be the light, be yes. the love, right? And so, yes. you know, tying into everything that you're saying, and and you love others by being love. And you know, we're all making, bringing to forth really good analogies. The one that I've been thinking of the most lately is when I point at you, I have three fingers pointing back at me. And so even when I'm training someone, I'm also looking and reflecting, well, where do I need to grow too? you know, let's say training someone on their conversation with a client. As I'm talking through that, I'm always aware that I have three fingers pointing back at myself. In that moment, there's opportunity for growth for both of us. You know, especially if I'm sharing that message in love, right? There, there's a message for myself in that, and there's a message for that other person. And so what I also heard you say, Whitney, is That sometimes you win and sometimes you learn. Notice she didn't say lose. When we, this was a conversation this morning that I was a part of and Catherine, maybe you you were on, I'm not sure. But part of the conversation was. You know, we get up on Monday mornings and our ego kicks in and we're going to make calls and we're going to connect with people and we're going to make sales happen and create things happening. But really what we need to consider on Monday mornings is letting go of the ego and just being, and in just being, we are love. And so If we look at our Monday mornings in the sense of being and being love and letting go of the attachment to the result of what you're anticipating and just being in that moment. So if I'm making a sales call for someone to sell a house with me, instead of being attached to the moment or attached to the outcome, if I'm being love and I'm caring for them in that moment, I'm finding the results that are going to attract them to me because my ego's out. I'm not winning or losing. I am just being in that moment with that person and I'm opening myself up to receive as well as they're receiving from me. Now we're both open in that communication. So it's a little bit of a different perspective of how you're treating others it's a different perspective of how you're treating yourself even and so getting into the purest form of who we are which is of then can lead to loving our neighbor as much as we love ourselves
4: that's beautiful sarah and and you're so right we would spend more time being rather than trying to make things happen right and we've talked about this before in an episode about striving right We can just let our light shine we can be love and in that we are automatically in service of people in your example, about helping someone say to, to buy a house instead of focusing on I'm and another sale and, and my commission at the end that is being there and helping this person to be what they need to be, which is in love, in not in love like romantic in love, but it, being in love. And then having what is for their best and highest just attracted to them. And I I want something else you said sparked a thought, which was about growth. And I believe that relationships are about growth. And there is no better laboratory for growth than particularly marriage and parenthood, right? Because these are often our closest bonds. The, the the bond between, you know, that physical bond you have with sharing your body with someone either in a romantic way or birthing someone in particular or being a part of creating someone, that relationship often requires us to, and this is not subjugate ourselves, but in our role as being love and serving people that we are putting other people's wants and needs sometimes ahead of ours, not in a martyred way, but in a way that says that I am giving you who I am. I'm giving you the best of who I am. And what happens a lot of times in in those very intimate relationships is that we don't give them the best of who we are because they're here all the time, right? And we sort of take them for granted, not intentionally, but they're here. And we take for granted that regardless of, how we interact with them, how we treat them, how we love, serve, or give to them, that they're just going to be here. And I think we've all learned that that isn't the truth, right? Kathleen and I, in in a very heartbreaking way, with our children. I think all of us in romantic relationships, where someone that we loved is no longer there, you know, whether through divorce or some other mechanism. So it's an opportunity for us to grow and step into that purpose of being love and sharing who we are as love.
3: I love that. I love it because we all want at the end of the day, all of us want to feel acknowledged and understood whether we agree with the person or not. Like at the end of the day, it's like, I hear you. I see you, what you say matters, even if I don't agree. Right. And like, we've lost that so much, even in this country, like everybody wants to put, like, it feels like, like people are so committed to like putting people in boxes with labels and rules and you're this, or you're that, or you're from just us speaking a sentence, right? I'm all of a sudden something. So it's like one thing that's really helped me shift when I can feel like judgment coming on, you know, it's like, all right, let's get curious. When I feel that kind of rise of like, okay, you know, my, primal brain wanting to protect me and feeling some rise of emotion inside of me you know it's like all right let's get curious questions are super powerful to use when you're starting to feel like some judgment is coming on or uncomfortability or I don't I'm not loving what this person is saying right well what do you mean by that Tell me, you know, oh, really? What made you feel that way? So open-ended questions where you're getting the truth out. Because once, um, uh, you like how I did that, Claudette, huh? Once you get the truth, right? Or you're asking more questions, you may not even feel, you know, you could just be misinterpreting what they're saying because we're all running stories in our mind. We can all hear the same thing, Right the same exact thing and all interpreted a little bit differently. Cause we've all, we're running stories on everything. So it's like, you know, for me, like the intentionality behind, okay, the story's running acknowledgement of whatever story's happening. And then like, let's dig in, let's get curious because this is a human that wants to be understood and at least acknowledged, even if we don't agree and that's really has helped me shift how I'm showing up and curiosity less in judgment yes it still happens but the acknowledgement the awareness of of how I am intentionally using those feelings that are rising or those stories that come in um, has made a big difference for me around this all of you bring up such
1: amazing points and it all comes back to, we are constantly co-creating in this world and no matter where we are, no matter who we're interacting with, if we're interacting with anybody else other than ourselves and our higher power, it doesn't matter. We are constantly co-creating in the world. And so if we find ourselves and I just want to bring it back to the, the reality, all of us find ourselves judging grudges Um, blaming with a little bit of shame. I mean, we all find it and it is a journey of life that we get to learn from that. So I might encourage you and invite you to think about if this is coming up, it's coming up to become aware of something within you so you can let it just, it's coming up to go. It doesn't have to be a big process. It can just be a new awareness. Just be, as you said, Catherine, be curious about it and allow yourself to move through it. You know, Whitney brought up the fact that we have something in common, that our sons died suddenly and unexpectedly in different ways, of course. And with Suicide Awareness Month being September, I have to mention that I felt all kinds of guilt and blame and shame about that. And I felt judged a lot by um, my community, by my family, by... My colleagues, I felt judged, but the fact is the judgment was really coming from within. Now there may have been judgment on the outside, but the majority of that judgment was on the inside of how I should have done something different, or I could have done something different, or I shouldn't have done something. And I've talked about this endlessly and we'll never stop talking about it because it's been such a great teaching opportunity for me and for the world and to be able to show up vulnerably, also assist other be other people to be able to show up and so judgment really does come up from an inside so instead of judging yourself because you're judging allow yourself to realize what that judgment is inside now there are people who do judge us it just is and so instead of turning around and judging them there is a possibility for you to be curious about what they're judging about themselves instead of creating judgment upon them and hold them with grace and ease, allow them to be who they are with the love that you are and how you show up and just the light that you are. And so in closing, if anybody has anything they would like to add to that, we'd love to have you add. And if you have any thoughts about this podcast, we'd love for you to share it you know, on social media, on the comments on the podcast, please be sure to, to chime in. If you have questions about how you could do that, all of us have coaches uh, in one form or another, all of us are available. All of us are connected to you. We want to be of service and that's why we're doing this podcast. We'd love for you to share your experience with us. Catherine.
3: Uh, Yeah, I'll just add every person and every situation gives us an opportunity to learn. And when I have that sort of uncomfortable emotion that rises up from experiences, I first might go into like blame mode, but then I go deeper. Blame mode, that initial blame mode is totally surfaced. So always remember that there's more to dig into. And when we're feeling an emotion rising up, it's usually a mirror for us to dig in more to ourselves and learn and grow. It's really not about the other person or the situation. It's about us, the universe, serving up a beautiful learning lesson.
2: I love that. So that is right in line with what I was thinking so when I see something like that or judgment has happened or whatever, I actually had something very light happen yesterday. And um, I was like, wow, it didn't bother me. It just didn't bother me. I was like, should it? Bother? No. And then I begin to see the other person to where it doesn't even bother them. So let's grant that gift. And I begin to use beautiful visualization for her to be free from whatever in her soul. And I'll close with this. If you don't want it to happen to you, don't do it to anyone else, please. That's just, that's okay. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I was thinking
4: we get to decide, right? Right. Catherine brought up narratives, the stories that we tell. And we get to decide. And I say this all the time, it's not mine. It's another Tonyism. Nothing has any meaning other than that which you give it. And so I make the assumptions always that people are doing the best that they can. Right. Whether know. they are or are not, I don't know. So I just try to to navigate from that place because it works for it serves me to do that rather than walking through thinking that you know people are out to get me or they're evil or whatever. And so be conscious, be aware of what you think of people sort of naturally and then make a decision on how you want to see how people are operating in the natural and one of the things that you can do is just assume that people are doing the best that they can and move forward with that.
1: Sarah, do you have anything else you'd
0: like to add or Now you ladies have just summed it up beautifully and I just And thinking, do unto others as you would have them do unto you.
1: That's great. So, Thank you all for being here with us. Share this with your friends. Share this with your family. And just sit quietly for a moment and find where within yourself that you have judged yourself in one form or another. And let that go. Let it come up to go and know that you are the light. You are connected to all of us. We are all co-creating and that you are love as is your higher self. So have a wonderful week. We love you. We're grateful that we get to be here with you every week and share your thoughts.
0: The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.